Are you hesitating to take the next step in your e-commerce journey? Founder Plus has you covered with proven frameworks tailored to your business needs for fast results, a supportive community of over 30,000 like-minded entrepreneurs and weekly live mentorship sessions. Founder Plus is your key to success. Try Founder Plus today for just $1 for seven days and start building your dream business with confidence. You can visit founder.com forward slash start dollar trial or click the link in the description to claim your trial. This is episode number seven of the Founder Podcast. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating, fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. Now. now, the Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help. If you want to learn from the most successful founders on the planet, you are in the right place. Branson, Mark Cuban, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Ghost, Steve Case, Gary V, Sophia Amoroso, Robert Corcoran, Damon John. Learn from the greatest minds in business today with interviews hosted by Nathan Chan. This is not your average entrepreneur podcast. The Founder Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Before we start today's episode, I just want to let you know that our goal at Founder is to help entrepreneurs succeed however we can by giving away high quality content in the form of interviews, blog posts, podcasts, YouTube videos, you name it. We put out so much content to help you. And another interesting project that we're working on right now is partnering with world-class founders like Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills like negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free trainings with founders like this, which is 100% free, just go to founder.com forward slash free. Okay, so now let's talk about today's episode. Hey guys, so welcome to episode number seven of the Founder Podcast. My name is Nathan Chan. In this episode, it's a little bit of an interesting switch because I'm not going to be doing the interviewing. I'm actually going to be interviewed by uh, one of my good friends, Yaro Starak. And Yaro is a really cool guy. He's been doing online businesses for the past 10 years. I can't speak highly of him enough as an entrepreneur and just as just as a friend and, and a human being. Like he's just such a really awesome, genuine down-to-earth guy, and uh, funnily enough, I'll tell you a little story. About three years ago, when I, you know, wanted to start an online business and getting into the game of, of, of running your own business and running an online business, I, I used to watch a lot of videos, and I used to read a lot, and I never, it took me a long time to actually pull my finger out and do something, and funnily enough, you know, three years ago, I actually watched Yarrow's video he had a video of him doing a talk and I just remember how inspiring that was and I and I watched that while at my day job on my lunch break and I used to think wow how cool would it be to be that guy and it's so often that we put ourselves in other people's shoes and you know wish we were them and yeah I, I met Yarrow through interviewing him for the magazine and we ended up becoming good friends and you know that is a testament to how far I've traveled in my journey. And it's just really cool that I could ask him 
as a friend to actually interview me for this podcast. So in this interview, I really share around my background and how I started the magazine and how I got started and how I launched the magazine while still working my full-time job and how I left it and yeah, how I got in touch with Richard Branson, Ariana Huffington, how I'm operating the magazine and where I'm taking it and, and my vision for what I'm trying to achieve and yeah, really where I'm at with, with my mission behind Founder and give an insight to the person behind the one asking all the questions. So that's it from me. Let's jump in. Hello, this is Yarrow here, and I'm on a call today with my good friend Nathan Chan, the founder of Founder Magazine. That's founder with an R and no E at the end. And we're going to talk about how Nathan started this amazing magazine and uh, how exactly you can go about creating a magazine, building a, a subscriber base, and turning it into a real brand, which is what Nathan's done. And he's interviewed some amazing people for his uh, magazine, including Richard Branson. So it'd be great to hear how he did that. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. So Nathan, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for uh, flipping the uh, microphone and, and asking me the questions, Yara. Uh, this is going to be a little unusual for you. you. You're usually the one asking questions. I've done both. I've been interviewed and I do interviews. So I, I'm okay with this, Nathan. This is good practice for you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Look, um, I've actually been quite nervous speaking with you. Like I was, I don't know what to expect. It's a common problem when you're used to asking the questions and not having it flipped onto you and you have to give us all the details, which is a little bit more challenging, I think, talking about yourself, especially if you're an introverted type, Nathan, which I think you might be. So, mm. But anyway, we're here to talk about your magazine. So can you give us a rundown exactly, you know, what is Founder and, and maybe a brief a rundown of the statistics behind it, like how many people are you reaching, where are they from, and maybe even for the absolute beginners, how exactly does this work? This is an electronic magazine, so we're not talking about one in a print shop. You're using an online platform. So can you tell us a little mm. bit about magazines and a little bit how you created Founder? Yeah, sure. So Founder started from me pretty much just wanting to start my own business. So Founder is my first serious business and it's a magazine targeted at young entrepreneurs and early upstarts. And it's a digital-based magazine. So it's accessed on the Apple Newsstand and the Google Play Store. And really what I'm trying to do with it is turn it into a tool, a resource and, and a guide for, for people to really delve deep into the life of an entrepreneur. Yeah, really really give people, I guess, really deep interviews where you can actually learn something. And I really want to go into people's failures, their, their obstacles that they've faced, their processes, and give people actionable, tactical kind of stuff. Because I felt that a lot of the business magazines out there in the space currently didn't really do that. And that's pretty much what Founder is. It's a monthly magazine, and I started it by using this publishing platform called Magcast. It was actually a course. That was one of my biggest problems, personally, is I you know, read a lot of business books, and I never really got into starting a business. I always wanted to, and I was kind of always had that entrepreneurial spirit, but if it wasn't for doing this course and making a financial commitment... I probably wouldn't be, you know, sitting here right now talking to you and, and, you know, publishing a monthly magazine. It's been going for 17 months, so. How well is it doing now? 17 months? It's, it's a long run. 
Yeah, yeah, no, look, it's doing well. It's, um, it was, you know, humble beginnings at first. You know, first day I got 70 downloads. Now, every day I get anywhere between 250, 300 downloads. We've got around 20,000 readers, paid and unpaid. So, yeah, look, it, it definitely is growing and, yeah, it's going well. What I'd love to dive into how exactly you create a magazine because I know there'll be some people listening to this thinking technically this is confusing. I mean, I've, I've seen the, the Apple newsstand and I, or the iTunes newsstand and I've, I've seen Google Play and, you know, I get the idea of, of reading electronic content on a tablet or a computer. But, you know, before we go all technical and everyone, can you mm. explain a little bit about given I know you've been doing this while you've still had a job. So this has purely been a side business project for you. Can mm. you maybe explain because I know your magazine's just about making enough for you to go full-time, be your full-time income source. In fact, by the time the listeners are listening to this podcast, you probably are going to be full-time on the magazine. But right now, how do you do this? How do you juggle full-time work as well as starting this magazine and getting it to where it is now, in particular during the early days? I'd love to know that period where you just started and you, you, know, you just discovered this MagCast platform what did you do to right at the start? At first, actually, I wanted to do a lifestyle kind of magazine. For some reason in my head, I was just like, oh, maybe it'd be too hard to source images. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, like I said, I was always interested in business and I was always interested in entrepreneurship. And I thought, how cool would it be to, to interview entrepreneurs myself and, and tackle my own kind of issues that I was facing as an aspiring entrepreneur? So... Pretty much how it works is is when you access it on your tablet or your iPhone or your device, it's a PDF, and that PDF is designed in InDesign. So I have an absolutely brilliant graphic designer in India, and I pretty much give him a Word document with content, so articles and interviews. We usually have around 8 to 10 articles, around 3 to 4 interviews, and I give it to him in a Word document in the order that it's going to be displayed. He's got access to all the interviewee's photos and a ton of stock photos and vectors. And then I let him work his magic. He exports it as a PDF in InDesign. And then I put it through this publishing platform. And then I build links, upload videos, audios. And actually, we're going to start playing around with some animation type stuff too, which is exciting. So there'll be like really interactive elements where the screen, things are flying out of the screen and stuff like that. And that, that'll be in HTML5 code. So yeah, that's pretty much in the most simplest basic form how it works. You download the app either on the Apple Newsstand or on the Google Play Store, and it's an app. Inside the app is where the magazine issues live and that's how you can access them. So once you open up the app and you can subscribe, you can purchase them one-off, you can purchase the back issues in a package. We offer free trials and we also offer a free issue as a taste tester. So, yeah, that's pretty much how it works. Does that give you a good explanation, Yaron? That's a good overview. I think what really makes me curious, I mean, the technical part for a lot of people, it's like over the top of their heads. But it sounds like you've got a, a great partner who handles a lot of that technical aspect with the design and layout for you. But what would really be, I think, a challenge, and you must have solved this problem early on, was content. So how did you, like, you know, I'm thinking you're thinking, issue one, what am I going to put in it? How did you decide that? 
Well, some of our content is actually uh, republished, so pretty but much... did you plan that at the beginning? Like, I can't imagine... You have no background in magazine publishing, right? No, no, no background <laughs> at all, so I knew nothing. Yeah, I kind of just learned as, as I went on, so... It's funny because thinking back, I remember when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a journalist. And then here I am, I'm publishing a magazine. Like this is something that actually they teach in the course to source content because apparently Time magazine started off as a curated content magazine. So that's where they came up with the idea from. I like to not just have curated content. I get a lot of custom articles written as well to keep it fresh and interesting. So... You know, there were some interesting articles that I'd liked from bloggers that I'd liked reading, and I merely reached out to them and asked for their approval to republish the content in the magazine. People always generally say yes. And then, yeah, I did one. For the first issue, I did one interview. I wrote myself the write-up, the feature for that interview. I'll never forget how nervous I was doing this interview it was this with this lady that I found on Facebook. She was called the Outsourcing Angel, called Lynn Huang. She's from Australia in Sydney. Yeah, I remember, never forget how nervous I was. And I actually never open up that first issue and, and ever have a look at it because it's so embarrassing because <laughs> to see where the magazine's at now compared to back then, it's just, oh, it's like your first blog post, man. Like you would never look at that stuff, would you? You'd be embarrassed, right? It is difficult. Yeah, you do. You definitely evolve in your your ability, and that's natural, right? That's mm. what you expect. But I'm impressed that you had an interview in your first edition. So you had that plan from the beginning. You wanted to feature interviews with entrepreneurs. Yes, yes, exactly. And funnily enough, the front cover for the first issue was just a stock image. I didn't actually put an influencer or the person that I was featuring on the front cover. We just like because I actually went through three different designers to get to the one that I'm working with now I actually had one designer you know I paid him and he designed the magazine and and I it just looked crap and I knew that if I wanted to be taken seriously and if if I wanted the magazine to succeed because the magazine only first started in the Apple store like it has to look great you know like all the best apps they just they have really nice aesthetics, so I was looking for someone that was that was good at design and, and had a cool kind of funky taste because that's, that's actually how, like, I try to approach my marketing now. Like, um, I like to do different kind of things. So, yeah, look, I, I just had some images. You know, I had to work out how to source images. I had to work out how to get people to write content for me. And, yeah, I actually had my ex-housemate write an article for me for the first issue. I just just got really creative and it cost me next to nothing to put together yeah that's pretty much how i did it to get it live you have to compile an app and build the app and the platform takes care of all that but there were teething issues with that and man like i purchased the course in june 2012 i was just finishing up my masters of marketing i said to myself when i get back because i was doing um overseas study in france to finish off my course like a like an overseas vacation for six weeks and um, when I came back I would be wrapping up my course and I said when I get back and finish off my degree I'm going to focus on the magazine and man I got back and in November it took me like five months to get it out in March 2013 because I went through so many hassles and I almost quit like it was it was really really frustrating I just knew I had to ship so that's like some of the stuff in there I just 
you know, wasn't entirely happy with and then my design, like my current designer now, he's great now, but at first it took him three months to get me something because he was going through all these relationship issues and it's funny, like thinking back how much I was just struggling. It was really hard. <laughs> well, you've made it. You're, you're, still, do, you're still going. Now, yeah. I'd love to know, Nathan, you've had some amazing guests as interview subjects, people who you actually write about. I guess we keep talking about interviews. These are interviews you do in audio, but you then have articles created for the magazine. And that's really the feature content inside Founder. Mm. Now, you've gone on to have Richard Branson. I think Ariana Huffington is coming up based yep. on the time we're doing this call. A lot of well-known people and a lot of people who are difficult to get in touch with, especially if you're this little magazine you do as a side project. So mm. how have you pulled that off? How have you made these amazing connections? Yeah, no, great question. I'd like to answer your previous question as well um, around how I've managed this while working a full-time job. Purely for the power of outsourcing, it's a crazy world we live in. You know, like I said, I've got the graphic design in India. I've got an AV audio editor in Hungary. And I've got a team of writers around the world. I've just brought on a copy editor from the States. And, yeah, we run things out of base camp. And I merely assign tasks. And, yeah, that's pretty much how I'm able to do it. You know, I work hard out of hours. And I live and breathe entrepreneurship. I live and breathe my business because I don't think I'd be able to get found it to where it is if I didn't work hard but still I have to clock up 40 hours and plus commuting up and back and it, it takes time and and I've realized now I'm actually wasting my time in my job that's how I'm actually doing it so just purely from outsourcing and and yeah leveraging overseas talent and yeah the, the way that I'm able to get in touch with influencers like Richard Branson and Ariana Huffington is at first I work my way up like I found when I first started the magazine, people weren't interested to speak to me, man. People wouldn't even write back to my emails because they never heard of the magazine. I had no social proof. That's what's awesome about, you know, we featured Richard Branson on the front. Now people are like, oh, cool. Well, there must be a serious publication. But before then, even, yeah, the first few issues, it was really tough. You kind of had to work your way up the chain, if that makes sense, from like, you know, we have the who's who in the zoo, like, you're, you're an influencer in the entrepreneurship space. I was lucky enough for you to say yes, and you never heard of me before, but you just kind of work your way up. And one good thing is every person that I generally interview, I ask them to refer me to somebody, and then you can kind of work your way up because, yeah, these people have friends and, you know, everyone plays in the same circle. To get Richard Branson, I found that phone calls are key, not emails, People will not reply to you over emails. I would have been a fool to think that if I just kept sending email after email, speaking to person after person, that I'd be able to get in contact with him. So, so you one, just gave Richard a phone call, huh? <laughs> no, I wish. Um, it all comes down to the gatekeeper. So these these big time influencers that you know, billionaires, multi multi millionaires, people that have massive brands, they have people that take care of this stuff that handle all these requests. So that's the person that, that filters all these requests. So that's the person you want to get in touch with. So I'll go step by step with Richard Branson. Pretty much I knew that publishers want to get press for their books, right? So to get Richard Branson, I knew that one of his books was with Random House. So I contacted Random House. You just look it up on Google. 
Random House Australia. Then I told them, you know, I'm a publisher of a magazine. We'd like to interview Richard Branson. So they put me on to somebody else in Virgin. And then from there, I ended up getting in touch with the head of PR for Virgin. And she's the one that handles all his requests. Yeah, that's pretty much how I got him. So I I played on the fact that his first business venture was a magazine. Mm -hmm. And I sent a really good email to her, which she would have filtered or he would have seen. And he said, yes, he'll do it. And then, yeah, rest is history. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Now, I'd love to look at, I guess, the other side of this. You've done the content. I can see how you've become better and better at producing the content and reaching influencers and and more well-known influencers. Like you said, climbing the ladder there, one person leads to another and you get the credibility and the social proof. While you're doing all this though, as a business, you need an audience. So how has that gone? How has the audience growth of Founder gone over the, the 17 months now that you've been doing it? It's slow and steady. Like I've found that most of our growth has come organically from within the newsstand or within the app store like that's my best form of marketing because I don't really to be honest with you have much time to go out and do guest blog posts and you know try and hustle up partnerships JVs business development type stuff so all of our readers come from finding the app organically in the app store and also from influencers and awesome people that we interview that promote their feature to their audience it's crazy some of the reviews that I read. Like, you know, we get reviews all the time, five-star reviews all the time from, you know, people in Italy. I just got one from someone in Italy saying how much they love the magazine. Got one the other week from Saudi Arabia, one from the States, one from the UK. All these random people just finding the magazine and, and yeah, they're leaving reviews telling me how much they love it. And there's been some word of mouth too. Like, it was crazy. Like, I, I sometimes randomly add people on LinkedIn I don't know how I'm even saying this, but this person's like, oh my God, I was actually reading Founder and Subscribe the other day. You know, it's crazy, like, yeah, how, how things travel. So yeah, like I said, we've got around 20,000 active users and it is growing. At first, you know, it was obviously only 1,000 and 2,000 and 3,000 and 10,000. So that's how we're growing pretty much. I haven't, I haven't really had the time to dedicate growth tactics and and really trying to fuel that growth which is what I'm really excited about when I when I finish up things in my job it does sound that the platforms are built for organic distribution of good content so you mm. nailed that formula of a, a well presented magazine with compelling content great guests great interviews and then because of that your content's being shared and you probably got featured on the newsstand or isn't there like an iTunes feature for magazines somewhere they used to have at some point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Founders one of the top easily like always in the top 15 or 10 business investing magazines. So we even in grossing sometimes and free like in the free section and sometimes the grossing section. So we sit next to, you know, Harvard Business Review, Fast Company, Forbes, Entrepreneur, like Founder sits next to those guys. So that in itself in our rankings you know, we, we get a lot of organic traffic and, you know, we're in the what's hot section. We haven't been picked up and been on the front of the newsstand, but that's something that I'm trying to work on and that's all about your contacts at Apple. Really? Yeah, yeah. So that's um, how we get a lot of our, our growth and through keyword searches. So that's really, really key. You know, we're, 
we're ranking really high for some certain keywords that people type in. Like if you type in entrepreneur, like how crazy is this? Some girl that's like, I guess, semi-famous singer in America, she contacted me over Twitter and told me personally how much she loves Founder and she's got like, you know, 100,000 followers or something and she's even like a Twitter influencer. She has that blue tick. And she told me how much she loves Founder and I said, oh, thank you. And I was like, oh, so how did you find it? And she said, I searched Young Entrepreneur Magazine in Google. <laughs> so, yeah, people do search that stuff, man. But that's not even, yeah, that's not even in, in the app store. But, yeah, people are searching for things and we come up for a lot of things. Like you said, you never know where you're going to show up on the internet. Mm. Uh, you mentioned earlier how you, you're top magazine for free as well as grossing. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't really understand how you even make money from the magazine and, and what's the difference between those two things. I know there's obviously paying subscribers and you said earlier there's free people. So how does all that work? Our business model is a subscription-based business model. So we only make money right now from the subscriptions that we sell. So there's a monthly subscription, which is an auto direct debit monthly subscription. Then we have a yearly subscription, a six-monthly subscription, and we offer also one-off issue purchases. So you don't have to subscribe. And yeah, pretty much there are paying subscribers, but then also we give away free content. You know, people subscribe just to the free content and then they unsubscribe or people just download the magazine read the free full issue that we give away and then they might convert four or five months later. So yeah, there, there's a combination between two. So I always thought that it was, it was a bit rich to ask somebody to pay for a magazine they've never heard of. So I've always put, you know, a bit of free content out there so people can read and see what we're all about. And if they're interested, well, that's great and if they're not that's fine they at least know what we're about and what we stand for and what we believe and, and what we're trying to do so that's pretty much how we make money through subscriptions and i plan to do some sponsorships and, and advertising too in the near future mm. and that's all native to the platform itself right you you decide how much you charge and what you mm. give away for all those pricing again it's a bit technical but it's all possible yeah exactly all right. So, you know, going forward with this, it, you know, you're running a magazine, which in today's world sounds almost like a, a bad decision, frankly, because obviously the Internet's got so much free content, not to mention we've seen the print world sort of crumble in the last sort of decade or so with, you know, bookstores going out of business and everything going digital, basically. And, I, and you are an example of that. You've taken the magazine format and gone digital do you think, though, that because magazines are going digital, you have to be different to what the old print world has done and, you know, really be innovative about how you build a business around a magazine? That's a good question, Yaro. To be honest, man, I never woke up one day and thought, yep, I'm going to create founder, I'm going to create a business magazine. I, I never even thought that. I just knew that I wanted to know what it took to become a successful entrepreneur and, I just wanted to learn and with Founder like I really did feel like there's a lot of noise out there and I know I just kind of rolled with it it wasn't a move that I strategically took I'm the kind of person that just I just consume like so much and and I love learning so 
I think whatever it is, like, and this might sound a little arrogant, but I think if, if whatever choices that I make, like, I tend to fall on my feet because I just find out the answers. And, and I think the way the industry is going, like, I think digital publishing is, is the direction we're all moving. And what's interesting about Founder is, you know, a lot of publications, you know, print publications are having trouble converting people to pay for content you know I don't, I don't really have that problem like i'm creating a brand from scratch and people have never heard of founder but people are still prepared to pay me every month pay for founder and pay for the experience and, and use us as a resource as a tool as a guide it's funny because i do get people say to me you know oh well nathan why content is free like why would people purchase founder but people pay for Entrepreneur Magazine. People pay for Inc. People pay for Forbes. Like, they've got millions and millions of subscribers and their content is just content, right? People pay for their content. So if people are paying for those magazines and I feel that mine's a happy alternative that's fresh, funky, cool, you know, we really delve deep into the life of an entrepreneur. We really try and give you actionable stuff. And this comes through the reviews. So many of these reviews I'm getting from the iTunes store, people say like they love having this actionable stuff, stuff they can actually take away. They love how we go deep and really, you know, show the dark side of entrepreneurship. And <laughs> this actually comes through in the reviews. And this is something that I don't write that we're trying to do. This is something that I'm just trying to do. And it's coming through. So if Entrepreneur Magazine, Inc., Forbes, Fast Company, if these guys are doing it, and well, why can't I? That's the way I see it. And yeah, look, I do believe that the industry is being disrupted as we speak. And I do believe that, you know, in a few years' time, this space, like, it's not that big at the moment. I'll be honest with you, it's nowhere near as big as I had hoped or anticipated. But I do believe that eventually, one day, things are going to turn around and these big magazines are going to go, well, we actually might have to start spending some more time in investing in this space. Because a lot of those big magazines they they have you know so many one-star reviews their platform crashes people always complaining and i don't Mm. know for some reason they're not they're not really that fast and it it makes sense because you know they just still make all their money from print it is amazing to think that you're talking like you are basically on par with some very well-established magazines, like you mentioned, Inc. <laughs> and Forbes and Fast Company. These have been around for years. They're, yeah. they're large multimillion-dollar publications with huge teams of writers and, and so forth. And you're talking like you're just one of them on this platform, <laughs> right, Nathan? Which is pretty amazing that you can yeah, do that crazy, as a one-man right? show off the side of a day job as well, which is incredible. So you know, I'd like to know, you're trying to build an online platform, an online brand. Now, for the future, are you going to expand outside of the pure magazine newsstand format? Obviously, you know, people are listening to a podcast right now, so they know you have a podcast mm. as well. What else are you planning on doing? Well, one thing I've found from, like, you know, we get people that unsubscribe and, and stuff like that. And, and one thing I've found, like, I always try and find out I even, like, you know, the other week I I randomly emailed, like, 10 of my subscribers because I get their email address. A couple of them wrote back to me, and I I just wanted to talk to them and just help them however I could. And I also wanted to find out what their biggest problems are and and what I can do to further enhance the growth of Founder and further make it something that, you know, people can't live without. And one thing that I've found first from, you know, asking a lot of questions, speaking to my current customers, speaking to 
my customers that don't want to be my customers is they really they really are looking for some sort of community so i definitely in the near future want to have a community of like-minded people on the same road that we're all on and you know just have have a space where people can get together for a membership site or, or something like that also it's one thing that i found is is i interview these people but actually the real gold like a lot of the, some of this gold is from the personal questions i ask getting feedback and what if others could ask like the readers what if they could ask their dying questions so why can't i just like what would be really cool is, is if i bring these people back so like let's say when i interviewed you you know, we could do a webinar or, or a live hangout on Google three weeks later or a month later after the issue goes live and people can ask you and pick your brain and, and stuff like that. So that's something I definitely want to do in the near future and want to start doing a lot more guest blog posting and, and really trying to grow, I guess, awareness in the space because I haven't really done much. Yeah, I think a membership, a place where other like-minded entrepreneurs can hang is, is something that, that's going to be very big for Founder, um, and I know that that's something that people are dying for. I think that's that's one of the biggest things with the magazine and that I'm working on to, to further enhance my platform. I'm not sure what else like the future holds, to be honest, Yara. Mm. I just know I love what I'm doing, and I just want to keep spreading the message. Speaking of spreading the message, if there is a person listening to this who's thinking now, you know, I want to be like Nathan too. I want to start a magazine. I have a, a subject that I really care about and would love to publish. And I can see that the magazine stand offers a platform that maybe isn't as crowded as the internet is. You know, blogging is pretty crowded. Podcasting is getting there. The magazine stand, it's getting crowded, but it's certainly the least crowded of those platforms. What do you say to that person who hasn't done anything yet? How do you start a magazine? Where should they begin? I'm a big advocate of the path that I took because, you know, I wouldn't be, be here today if it wasn't for doing the, the MagCast course. So that's the first thing you can do. You can just make that investment in yourself. You know, it costs, it costs a reasonable amount of money to, to purchase a license to be able to publish. Like, you could try and work it out yourself, but it would be very very difficult you'd have to you could potentially if you really wanted to pay somebody on elance and outsource and build the app yourself and and whatever but you know i i know myself personally if if i was going to recommend anything to anyone would be if they want to start a magazine they should definitely be using the magcast platform and it's just super easy to use and yeah and then yeah really think about what you want to achieve with the magazine really dream bigger i didn't dream nowhere near as big as i should have i think it's a it's a brilliant way to become somewhat of an influencer in whatever niche or space that you want to want to play in like the kind of people that i get to speak to like why would somebody want to speak to me well before then you know it can be tough so having that magazine as a, as a tool to leverage getting in touch with that person is very very powerful like who wouldn't want to be on the cover of a magazine even if they never heard of the magazine and you can show them examples of absolutely amazing graphically designed covers you know especially if somebody has an ego they they love that man so yeah i think yeah just starting the course like you know if it's the first time you know it's nice to have your hand held mm. because it can be difficult for your first business like even though you know i 
I created the magazine as my first real business. By doing that, I've got the confidence now to go off and do another business. And it might not even be anything to do with the magazine, but it would be, you know, around online business or something like that. Like I've obtained the skills. I've got a, a really solid network now that I can go and do other things. So it's it's definitely a great way to, to jumpstart your career into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So you, you take the course and then you've got access to the actual technology, the software you need to upload a magazine. Mm. I'm assuming if we're following in your footsteps, we need to hire a someone who designs like a layout, right? So you need a yeah. designer. And then you didn't have copy editors or anything other than yourself for the actual words at the start, no. did you? No, no, no. I didn't have any copy editors. I was just doing it all myself. Probably not doing the best job, but I had to ship every month, so... You know, if I did see a typo after I published it, I'd have to, you know, edit it and publish it again. <laughs> so, yeah, look, the biggest core thing you need is, is a really good graphic designer. Preferably somebody that has experience with magazine and design layout, but not, you know, not always necessary. Just if someone's, like, just a really good designer, somebody that can pick it up. And, yeah, you can do that by going on Elance or Odesk or Freelancer. And yeah, you can get somebody quite cost affordable, like the cost of production for doing a digital magazine compared to a print magazine is ridiculously crazy cheap. All right. So we've given people how to get going, how to get audience, which sounds like it's just a lot of organic growth, how to produce the content, how to source interviews, the the technology needed to upload and how you can reach powerful people for your interviews is there anything else nathan we need to touch on here we've sort of covered you know your (laughs) process and where you're going in the future with founder so any last tidbits of information to throw out there before uh, we wrap it up i guess for anybody listening to this i don't know where you are in your journey or or whether you've got a business or you want to start a business or, or whatever it is but you know, if, if there's anything that I've learned that I'd like to impart on people is that you just got to want it bad enough. Like, you know, and, and that's not to say that I've hit the big time and made it big or anything like that, but I just, just got so sick and tired of living a mediocre life that I just wanted more. And I know that, that there's so much more out there. And like, I've seen, like, I see it every day now from the people that I speak to. They they travel around the world like like you, Yara. You live the laptop lifestyle. Like, man, I, I see that as living the dream. And, you know, anybody listening, that is definitely possible. You know, and I'm just about to start living my dream. So that's what I'd want to finish off on. Awesome, Nathan. Well, hopefully everyone's left feeling inspired to live their dream as well. <laughs> and, and obviously, if a magazine is part of it, then Nathan is definitely one of the guys to listen to for uh, publishing a magazine in the, the world of new media with, with online digital magazines. So Nathan, thank you for letting me be the first person to do an interview of you on your podcast. And uh, yeah, good luck with everything you're up to, man. I know it's going to keep growing and who knows where you'll be in the next 17 months from now, maybe when you do part two of this interview. Yeah, well, look, um, it's definitely an exciting time. So, yeah, look, I just wanted to say yeah, thank you for uh, flipping the switch and uh, interviewing me, Yarrow. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, Nathan. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content 
either start or grow their business, which is exactly why we're partnering with world-class founders such as Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills such as negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free exclusive trainings, please go to founder.com forward slash free. These are 100%. We go super in depth on teaching a particular topic, and I know that you're going to love them if you enjoy this podcast. So just go to founder.com forward slash free. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode.